Hey guys, this is producer Nick here along with D and Z. Here letting you know about the Sacramento Podfa- yeah, Podcast Festival. You know what? I'm going to leave it in. Regardless, girls, take it away. <laughs> Words are fucking hard for they you, apparently. Are. All right. Uh, so if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, or fuck it, if you're anywhere in this country and you want to fly, drive, hitchhike to Sacramento, California, we're going to be doing a live show. We are. We are going to be doing the Sacramento Podcast Festival, which takes place May 31st through June 2nd, 2019. Uh, we will be going live on June 1st at 10 p.m. at the Stab Comedy Theater. Yep. Uh, and that is located at, just one second, I lost at it. somewhere in the Sacramento. It is in the Sacramento. It is in Sacramento, California. It is at California. Fly there, 1710 there. Broadway in Sacramento, California. Yeah, so if you want to come and uh, meet us, see our faces. You do, I know you have do. Have some drinks. 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 Some and uh, listen to our fucked up stories live, in person, in Technicolor. Then come on out. Buy tickets. Yeah. Do the thing. Say the date one more time. May 31st through June 2nd. We are there on June 1st. What is the location? One more time. Seventeen <laughs> <laughs> ten Broadway, Sacramento, Cali, yo. <laughs> Where's my Zima, bitch? Oh. <laughs> Look forward to seeing all of you guys out there, and it's going to be fun. Hell yeah. Because we're fun, so come do the thing. Come hang out. Buy tickets. Have drinks with us. You know you want to. You know you want to. Once again, hit him with that outro. What the fuck's the outro? Fucking ghosts and hoes. Oh, yeah. Um, Hexes and hoes. Hexes and hoes. Word. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. Let's get this track on track. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Are we recording? Yes. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I want to add. Mighty. I want to keep that part in. And mm-hmm. tag that <laughs> for what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Apparently Nick has turned into David Lee Roth while we were gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, welcome. Oh, welcome hey. to Ghosts and Hoes. I'm Z. I'm D. Yay! I don't fit the rhyme scheme. He's I'm producer Nick. Nick, and we are Ghosts and Hoes and Paranormal Podcast, where we talk about all things spooky, bizarre, murder, true crime, unsolved mysteries, the occult, the occult things of weird. Of we cover the entire spectrum. Oh. Sorry, I'm dying. She has the galloping consumption. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Really love to say the galloping consumption. I might. I don't know. I don't feel well. You could. I think it's the galloping consumption and also allergies. Could. My body is a temple. Yeah, and the fact uh, that it's are... crumbling and haunted. You're a haunted temple? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, um, yeah. Hi, guys. We're back. So, Hi. I just real quick, I just, a couple things that I wanted to, do you have any backhoes? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so I know I mentioned, I think, mm. on last, I don't know, everything's kind of 
blurs together. But mm. I watch our stats just because I like to see where our listeners are from. Um, and uh, we gave a huge shout out to Canada for being our number two. Yeah. Well, Canada, you just got your ass kicked by the United Kingdom. Oh. What? Sorry, Canada. It's a dance off. Yeah. You know, y'all were down. You're, you're coming back up and you're, you're holding steady at number three now. Uh, but yeah, the UK's got gotcha. you. It's because all of my husbands are there. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do have some new listeners. Uh, China. Uh, China. One in China. Nice. Sweden. One in Sweden. Nice. Uh, and then there's still the Iran, the two in Bangladesh and Australia and Canada. But I, I, uh, I give a shout out to the Swedes. They uh they make some good metal up there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we got the one Sweden. Oh God. Awesome. I know, right? Um. So yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Also, uh, because I am totally obsessive this way, I also go and I like to read our reviews and Same. our ratings and just make sure that you know we're we're doing good um we're, we're and gucci apparently oh, fuck that. yeah apparently so gucci um oh, but damn. yeah no i just because i know we always ask you to rate review subscribe and i just we wanted to just say thank you thank you thank you all for doing that um yes i read them and we we do like to keep track of these things um apparently you all think that we're hilarious Duh. and f- i mean fair thank you um, I did want to touch base real quick. I know that Nick had mentioned last week that we were working on, there were some technicalities, and we did get a mm-hmm. review about, um, from Godzillers, um, whoever you are, my darling. Uh, we, uh, she had, she, he. I don't know. I don't know who this person is. I don't know why I just assumed it was a woman. I have no idea. Um, oh. Anyway, you, Godzillers, um, the, the clicking noise, that is something that we were just talking about, and, and Nick has most certainly been working on that. But we absolutely appreciate um, your your feedback, and it is very helpful. And like I said, it is something that, uh, well, you can, this well, is shit I know no, nothing about. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's comments like that that I actually know what I can go through and actually fix. Um, right. Because whenever we're recording for hours on end, and then I go back to my house and I start editing for hours on end. Um, some of it all just blends together. And so there are things that I miss. So whenever there's an entire episode, like the first few episodes, it's interesting because on my end, like it it really didn't sound like too much of a problem. Mm-hmm. But whenever I actually listened to it after it was live, like I was like, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, well, and, and I panicked, of course, because... We've had all five star ratings, and then we saw this, and I was like, oh, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> but um, whoever you are, Godzillas, thank you, and thank you for. Um... We really hope that you actually hear this. Like you're you're <laughs> still a clicking. listener, of course. and hopefully of course. there is no clicking. I'm pretty sure that we have resolved this issue. Yes. Yeah, and that also, is something uh, that we we were yeah. aware of, and and last episode. Producer Nick had mentioned that he was trying some new things, so hopefully this is all well. No. Fix it. Fix it. I'm trying. Fix it. Okay. Fired. Um, (laughs) This one I really liked. I'm just going to read one that was a five-star rating and just fun. Uh, From Old Cat Lady is the username. 
Uh, Every week I look forward to listening to these girls and Mr. Make Me Laugh, Freak Me Out a little bit, and help me process that I'm not the only one who may have nerded out on Animorphs and Goosebumps in my youth. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) I love this podcast and feel like I'm sitting in a living room listening to my much funnier friends tell every episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, thank you. Oh, but thank you all so very much. And please continue to... Tell everyone you know. Tell your yeah. banker, your doctor, your lawyer. Your gynecologist. Your gynecologist. Proctologist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, butt stuff. Uh, that, that was a weird one to throw in there, well, but sure. I mean. Tell them all. Tell everyone to listen. Scream it. I feel like you could be a gynecologist and like a, I'm just saying, like a proctologist. Like it's a two for one. A, a two for. No, please. No. Mm. It'd be worse if they were also your dentist. No, thank you, please. Uh, mm. No, shh. Um, oh, I do have. I do have. You have a thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, episode something. Let me look. I have them all written down so we don't get lost. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it, it'll happen anyway. Mm. Um, oh, number seven. Yes. When we talk about in the beginning where I tell you my goals. Yes. Where I would like to, how I would like to um, enrich your lives. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so, for you, we're still working on Gordon Ramsay. Like I'm, I'm working on it. Well, mm-hmm. we've been we've been in contact back and forth with emails. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you talking to Gordon now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But but, however, which is the fancy way to say but, uh, Nick, hmm? I said I was going to find you a tiny brown lady. <gasps> Did you? I'm just going to take credit for it. Oh, no! Like I love my. I got a tiny brown. She's she's off brown. She's she. <laughs> she's off brown. Yeah. She's she's close. Like. But no, I got a tiny lady. I like her. See? She makes me happy. Yeah, it's adorable and yes. also gross. But I'm taking credit for it <laughs> because it. I said that was one of my goals. Well, you willed her. You willed her into my life. I did. Yeah. Well, and some of you may or may not have. Uh, I know we also oh. talked about um, Drunk History and yes. our eventual Patreon. But, you know, we got a couple drinks in us and we said, you know what? We were impatient. <laughs> we're going to just post one. Yes. One teaser. Yes. Of my drunk ass in New Orleans, oh, of all yeah. places, um, where I got drunk history. I gave you, drunk history. I got drunk history. I gave drunk history you to gave you. it happily. Willingly. Well, for you. Yes. <laughs> I was held captive. You had no choice. I didn't. Anywho, so um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Tis on our Facebook. If I offend you, sorry, not sorry, I was drunk and... That's true. Don't need to apologize. I don't. That's yeah. why I said sorry, yeah, not you just, sorry. You get out of here. You, you take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's Me only a my... matter of time before Derek Waters sees it. Der- yes. Yes. I, Derek Waters and Drunk History is my... Uh, it's a go- goals. Hashtag goals. I, I do believe it was... A la- was it last episode about the uh, the PhDs? Yeah, sure. Was it? Possibly. Mm. Who's PhD? Remember, we were going to get... Oh, yes. We're going to get <laughs> our... PhD? <laughs> That's right. We're going to get degrees in demonology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm so down with that. At, at we're 50, halfway, we're at halfway there. At 50 reviews, we're at like, what, 39 no. or something? What are we at right now? No, I thought it was like 25, 27. Uh-huh. We had 39 ratings. Oh, but 39 we had... ratings? Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So we're so halfway close. there. I still, I still got time. <laughs> yeah, guys, leave your reviews, and uh, he's going to put us through demonology school. These two ladies will, <laughs> in fact, get PhDs. And in you're going to have to call me Doctor Danielle at all times. And yeah. there, I know, and that's why there's almost a part of me that also wants to get one. <laughs> Just... This is a house of learned doctors. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> because yes. I don't want to be the dumbest person in the room. That's, well. doesn't, that's too late. Oh. Ah. <laughs> he just got salty face. <laughs> Well, see you guys next week. <laughs> says says the ladies who cannot operate that computer to save our lives. <laughs> that oh is not wrong. Mm-mm. That is mm. fantastic. All yes. right. So I was just taking a drink of wine. I know that's really weird and unexpected of me. So um, I go first this week. Yes, you do. And I've got a couple things. Ooh, I like things. I have I have a couple things to preface from our last episode. Our last episode. Episode. Uh, It's not necessarily a backhoe because I don't have a correction. I have some additions. And I like to call this the (laughs) dance-off. Because... (laughs) Now, when you first mentioned this to me, I really did think you meant a physical dance-off, and I got really excited. Right. But that's a figurative dance-off. Yeah. Which I'm still excited for, but not as i'm excited i'm confused yeah once again i'm really white can't dance no 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 no. it's 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 uh, it's not literal you don't you don't literal <laughs> english language <laughs> uh so my story last week was uh the dilatov pass incident mm-hmm. of which you mm-hmm. producer nick told mm-hmm. me i mm-hmm. had left something out mm-hmm. so then I started thinking afterwards, how could I have, with all, I, I like to, I'm a re- I research, I don't just go to one side, how could I have left out mm-hmm. such an integral part of the story? Mm-hmm. So I went back home, and I got on, on the computer, and I realized, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not. So. Are we, are we talking about the stove? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Because, see, when I do my research, I don't just go to one site. Yeah. I go to several. Yeah. So I went back. I looked at those sites, and I looked at even more, and then I went to Wikipedia, because I never go to Wikipedia first. Yeah. No one on any of the sites mentioned the stove. The only place I did find it... Okay, mm-hmm. you can reach for your phone. That's fine. <laughs> the only place I found this <laughs> was okay. on some Quora... Quora, oh, yeah. Quora chat room mm-hmm. where somebody produced their theory. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that what you said was wrong, <laughs> just that it is not an integral piece of the investigation, nor was it ever at any point an actual theory. Okay. In so- the, what is the word I'm looking for? Official. Okay investigations but i did come across some other things so so those tents just so we're clear she is so smug looking right she was now. really salty about it <laughs> yeah, yeah. they yeah. at the coast no. yeah I, I yeah yeah i'm like no no he's challenged me to a dance off we're going bro <laughs> that's why i got so excited i know and i have that macklemore song in my head wait which one the dance off one dance off one uh, oh god yeah is that the, the downtown one? no it's it's called dance off with oh idris elba sure i was thinking of i downtown challenge with you Melly to Mel. a dance off oh. i mean i know it real but vincent price sounding but it's idris elba the, and yeah. he sounds well because in downtown they do like kind of like a dance off like in the streets anyway either or so but <laughs> those tents did have stoves and it's not that i i'm not denying you no. that um but what i did i did come across another theory that has nothing to do with your stove, by the way. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, in February 
of 2018, a Russian blogger, Valentin Degretev, and I'm sure I fucked that up, wrote that he believes the deaths of the hikers was caused by a small yield missile that hit the side of the mountain. There is evidence of a 30-meter-wide crater seen in satellite images of that area three kilometers from where the tent was. The granite there has actually been melted to red glass. So if that is the case, the shockwave would have obviously woken them. The light would have blinded them temporarily. Um, Tests on the bodies and clothing did have traces of radiation. I wonder if... And that is something that I did not mention in my first story. Because I, I just didn't go down that rabbit hole. like that could have caused the internal damage without any in- exterior... Well, and, but that's what we talk, I talked yeah. about last time, too. Because they were talking about um, the parachute bombs. They were testing some sort mm-hmm. of bombs that they strapped parachutes and they lower them. And um, But this makes a lot of sense. And actually, the case has been reopened by the Russian government for investigation. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then, because I'm me, and we touched a little too lightly on the Jack the Ripper shawl. Ah, yes. Oh, there's new things about that, too. Well, here's kind of, of, sort of. So this is a story that has been resurfacing, and we didn't necessarily touch, because it was just sort of a side note, like, hey, that article's out and about again, and Mm -hmm. redone, and people are like, oh my god, everybody knows it's it's Kosminski. Okay, well, and and we, we... you know, it was the end of the show. We were wrapping up and we we're like, eh, the science isn't quite sound. Mm-hmm. So I had to dig a little deeper. And so that people wouldn't just be like, oh, but why is the science bad? You know, maybe you really do hang on everything we say and you want to know what we mean. Well, I'm going to tell you what we mean. Um, so the story behind the shawl itself is that an officer on duty the night Catherine Eddowes was found, asked if he could keep the shawl found with her body to give to his wife. My first question there is, why would she want a fucking bloody stained silk shawl? Seriously. Come on, bro. In 2007, it was put up for auction and purchased by Russell Edwards, who wrote a book about it. Now, the shawl itself is seven feet long and made of 100% silk. So here's a couple red flags for me. So this guy went to an auction bought this shawl that had this handwritten provenance or typed provenance of where it came from. Yeah, this is her. So he bought it. I would buy it too. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not discounting that at all. I don't, even if it isn't, I mean, it's, it's an interesting artifact, whether it's real or not. Um, the fact that her shawl is a hundred or her, the shawl was a hundred percent silk is a little bit of a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. We're talking East end white chapel, not a good neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, these people were broke. You know, A, why does she have a 100% silk shawl? Now, it could have been given to her for services rendered. Yeah. But. Why wouldn't she have sold She's it? an alcoholic who was turning tricks for money. Mm-hmm. That right there is money. Not to mention that in that neighborhood, passed out drunk, that would have been stolen in a hot second. Yeah. So there are some theories that the killer might have left it, which, okay, fine. Um, now, Edwards did have it tested, and it came back positive for blood and arterial blood spatter, as well as semen. Descendants of both Eddowes and Kosminski were swabbed, and the tests came back positive, and that the killer had brown hair and brown eyes. There was genetic contamination, of course, um, that the shawl has just been sort of chilling. 
Um, and then I went on and talked a little bit about the DNA stuff. But then I thought to myself, I'm not a DNA expert. Mm-hmm. But do you know who is? The ghosts and hosts DNA expert. Mm-hmm. And yes, we do have our very own DNA expert. We do. However, this person will always be anonymous because this person truly works in the field where they have to remain anonymous. They are a DNA expert. So, yes, they are. They will be a very mysterious person to give input here from time can, to time. Can we give them a cool code name? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. I, I don't think we should jump on this. Okay. I think we'll this think is something it. that should fester. So this is, I'm going to read to you all the write-up I got from our DNA expert. So if I butcher some of these sciencey words, sorry, not sorry. All right. In general, in the modern day, DNA evidence is considered the gold standard for human identification. There are several different kinds of DNA that can be used for this purpose. The kind that is most often used and is the most specific to the individual is autosomal DNA. Autosomal? Sure. This is what we think of when you hear your DNA. And the kind that is completely unique to an individual, as long as you don't have an identical twin. A complete DNA match of this type means you can essentially be completely sure that you have identified the individual. The kind of DNA that was used in the Jack the Ripper paper that was in the news recently is different. It is called mitochondrial DNA. Mitochondrial DNA is only passed from mother to child Mm -hmm. and does not change or mutate very often over time. It is less specific to an individual, since in general you will share the exact same mitochondrial DNA sequence with all of your maternal line siblings, cousins, second cousins, Mm -hmm. etc. A mitochondrial DNA match alone, thus, I love that they use the word thus. Of course they did cannot be used as a positive identification of an individual. So everyone's saying it's Kosminski. Well, no. Even so, a mitochondrial DNA match can be and has been very useful as supporting evidence if it is used correctly in conjunction with other evidence. Yeah. It's hard to say how useful the mitochondrial DNA match to Aaron Kosminski is since the paper was not published in a peer-reviewed scientific journal. And the author did not reveal what sequences he used to make the match or full details of his analysis. From what I can find on the internet, it appears that there was a match to the maternal halpogroup T1A1. This is the same maternal halpogroup as a maternal line descendant of Kosminski's sister. The DNA from the shawl was apparently also a perfect match to the HVR1 and HVR2 regions in the mtDNA of descendant of Kosminski's sister. Now, I know that sounds complicated. Now, what this means, according to the statistics provided by Family Tree DNA, is that there is a 50% confidence interval that the person who contributed the semen to the shawl and the descendant of Kosminski's sister share the same maternal ancestor approximately in the last 700 years <laughs> or about 28 generations. This might sound like great evidence if it weren't for a few facts. First, the T1A1 halpa group is relatively common in the Ashkenazi Jewish population of which Kosminski derived. 
Ashkenazi Jews are also a very endagment in, mm, word. Oh, it's sciencey. Indigamous population? Oh, oh, there's an explanation. Which means they tend to marry within their population. (laughs) There you go. And may be more likely to share common maternal ancestry with each other. Since there was a large population of Ashkenazi Jews in Whitechapel at the time, all this DNA evidence can really say is that the person who contributed the semen to the shawl was likely to be an Ashkenazi Jew who may have shared a maternal ancestor with Kosminski's sister in the last 700 years. This is far from definitive, but can be used as evidence, especially if it could somehow be confirmed that the shawl did indeed belong to Eddowes and that the DNA was indeed from her killer and not one of her customers. So long story short. Um, from what it sounds like is, as I eat my pita bread and hummus. It was when our expert and I actually met and had this conversation in, in person. It's not that even today... Mm-hmm. So the evidence that they have cannot and would not be used to convict someone, but it it could be used as supportive evidence in... Yeah, you could It would be circumstantial evidence, but... It would be supporting evidence, but it's not enough... You could use that alone to convict someone. It is not enough to convict anyone. No, and so even though... Because he was, at the time, he was one of the suspects. Absolutely. Um, But... Even with this, it's still not enough. And obviously, since he's dead, or whoever it was, is dead. Very dead. Right. Very dead. Right. So there's, there's, we're still up in the air of who was Jack the Ripper. Right. Because, I mean, it, at this point, it's just still, it's a theory. Right. So. Um, it's definitely a good lead. It, it's, it's a great lead, and it still makes for an interesting story. And I was corrected by our expert in saying the science isn't bad it's inconclusive yes it's it's good evidence but you would never convict anyone in a court of law with the evidence that they have Mm-mm. in the dna field so i just had to uh get real nerdy with all that because <laughs> i i think you know i, no, I explained that jack the ripper is is a very very um it's a very special story to me so I wanted to. Were, I wanted to give that its, it's due. It's because you were there. I probably was. Um, I just wanted to give it its due. Other, we just didn't touch on it enough, and I felt that I needed to because I'm me. And now we have stories. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> now that the dance off is over. <laughs> oh, it's not over. It is far from over. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> you, you bring it. <laughs> it's already been brought. It's on our Patreon. You know what? I can oh. dance all night, and you'll be dancing with the devil. If somebody the velvet can devil. tell what I just quoted I will always on win. our Facebook group, I will love you forever. I, I already know what it is, but I don't, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't know. count. All right. So, without further ado, mm. friends, what you I, got? I have the witchcraft trial of Carol Compton. Ooh. What? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I had to. I, I did a demon murder trial. You did, and I have an update on that. I've just remembered I have a backhoe. Oh, I can come back to it. it. I can come back to it. Okay. Well, well yeah, you can do that on, on your yeah, yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. cool. All right, so, hold on. More wine. More wine! I'm so excited. There's mm-hmm. witches, there's trials, there's Compton. It's going to get gangsta. Mm. I know. Oh. Yeah, so, I guess, you know, just... 
case y'all didn't know, that was close. We are actually pretty fucking smart too. So it's true. I have a degree. Yeah, like a real one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm just real smart. It's true. Especially with history. I'm smart with history. Okay, so the witchcraft trial of Carol Compton. No, fuck that. I'm just smart. It's cool. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. uh, In the spring of 1982, in Ayrshire, Scotland, 20-year-old Carol Compton met her dream man, an Italian military soldier who had swept her off her feet, and she had fallen so hard for him that just a few short weeks after they met, she decided to pack up her shit and move to Italy to be with her man. As one does. Well, it was the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So off to Rome she went. A decision that would change her life, but not for the better, friends. Mm. Not for the better. Uh, When Carol got settled in Rome, uh, she went to be a live-in nanny uh, in May of 1982 for the Ricci family. Uh, A few days after she had started in the Ricci home, the family's housekeeper noticed that many of the family's religious paintings would fall off the wall as Carol walked by. Uh, she was a very devout Catholic and told the family of her concerns about Carol, saying she felt that there was something very off about her. <clears throat> the family had a trip planned uh, to the Italian Alps uh, a few days later, which they clearly needed their nanny for, so they decided they would reassess the situation after they got back from vacay. However, during their trip, no more than three mysterious fires broke out in the rented vacation home. That's... That's too many mysterious fires. Right. Authorities confirmed that the bizarre fires were the cause of some faulty electrical. Um, uh, let's see. Where was I? There we go. Faulty electrical wiring in the home. And when the Ricci family returned home, an unexplained fire broke out in their two-year-old's room. Well, damn. Right. Uh, the family were convinced that Carol had been the cause behind the fire, so she was immediately let go. And in the summer of the same year, she was hired by the Tonti family... And they lived in their grandparents' home on the small island of Elba. Uh, As soon as Carol moved in, strange things began happening there, too. The family instantly began experiencing a series of paranormal activity that ranged anywhere from loud bangs on the walls to objects moving around on their own. Carol herself began to complain that she was hearing an unexplainable scratching sound on the walls of the house. Yeah, it's never good. The family also witnessed, on more than one occasion, many of the family's religious icons falling off walls and countertops whenever Carol was present in the room. Uh, The Tonti's grandmother had decided Carol was a strega. Ah, yes. A witch. As you can imagine, this created tension in the home, and the phenomena increased, and then another mysterious fire started in the bed of the Tonti's three-year-old daughter, which nearly destroyed the home. The family called the police and accused Carol of arson and attempted murder. When the police arrived, they recognized her from the Ricci family fires. Uh, She told them that she was innocent, but they arrested her for attempted murder. Hmm. Yeah. Carol was incarcerated in Livorno. And the stories of the paranormal activity, witchcraft, and fires started to spread quickly. Public opinion on the event was split down the middle, with one side shocked with Italy's justice system for engaging in a literal witch hunt, and the other who believed that the woman had made a pact with the devil and deserved to rot in prison for her crimes. Hmm. Uh, parapsychologist Guy Leon Playfair, most well known for his work in the Enfield Poltergeist case, uh-huh. uh, he offered to fly to Rome to help fight the charges against her. Um, if you guys don't know the Enfield Poltergeist case, it's The Conjuring 2. Yep. 
So it's another Warren's. It's case. another Warren's it's case, definitely, and not it, something I. And that into. is right. That is what the Conjuring Two is about. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, he offered to fly there to help her fight the charges. Uh, she was afraid that any association with the paranormal would end up doing more harm than good. Carol was held for sixteen months before her trial was set. Jeez. For December of 1983. During the trial, the court was so afraid of her supposed powers that she was kept in an iron cage during the entire trial proceedings. No. I did, if, it, if, if she is a witch, you're just pissing her off. So, <laughs> right. They kept her in a cage. That is nuts. Uh, right? And this is in the 80s. It is 1983. This is in 1880s. No. This is 1983. Right? Uh, during, oh yeah, there we go. She's in a cage. So Carol never once admitted to having any paranormal abilities. Oh, shit. Nor did she confess to setting the fires. But she did say that strange events did seem to happen wherever she went. Hmm. Numerous forensic experts testified that there was indeed a very strange nature to the bizarre fires, even so far as to refer to them as abnormal. Carol was found innocent, however, of attempted murder, but guilty on two counts of arson and sentenced to a year and a half imprisonment. But uh, she was released immediately. They gave her credit time served because yeah, she'd already been say. in for 16 months yeah. that she served pre-trial. Uh, she immediately left Italy and avoided mm. all media attention until 1990 uh, when she wrote a book called Superstition, The True Story of the Nanny They Called a Witch, which is a shitty title for what sounded like an equally shitty book. <laughs> <laughs> it did not do well. <laughs> I mean, that's a shitty title. I'm sorry, Carol. That's too Carol, many words, girl. Carol. Come on. You could have... <laughs> You know, Witch Hunt 83. Mm-hmm. It's like Spring Break 99. 99. You know, I mean, there's so many better titles that you could come up with for this. But anyway. The, the... woman's been through so much and you're just shitting on her book title. Uh, it's it's a dumb. Uh, which, is, which is fantastic because there's there's potential she could hear this. Well, I'm sure we, it, we have listeners in Southend. There we Carol, go. Carol, we'll, we'll rename your book, girl. We'll help you. Um, we release it. it. It did get very little attention. Um, so, but in the book, Carol makes the case that she may have been the victim of a poltergeist. So, that mm. is the case of the witchcraft mm. trial of Carol Compton. Now, and it's when I was reading all these articles my immediate thought was pk entity yeah same um you know she had just up and moved she's in a foreign country and you know there are people that when they get stressed out like that they create poltergeist activity Hmm. that's what it is well yes when you boil it down well not everybody knows oh yes i don't fucking know that's what a pk entity is oh pk poltergeist themselves entity Yes, poltergeists themselves are caused. I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use absolutes. Can be caused by a person without them knowing that they're doing it. So, like a poltergeist can kind of be like willed into existence by a person who has kinetic abilities that they are unaware of. It's something that they don't. Usually, it happens in. Pre adolescence, mm-hmm. 
small children sometimes. I was about to say, small is that like a small child, child where you like take their toy away and they're like, give it back. And they're like, <laughs> stuff on the shelves start shaking. No, Obviously, this is but, very Hollywood in my mind, right. but I don't care. But, um, <laughs> you know. It's, uh, so, psychokinesis. Okay, PK. gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. uh, trauma. Um, it, it just, when, if someone has that ability in them and they don't know it, trauma can cause it stress. Um, and it happens a lot in teenagers, mm-hmm. actually. Which is interesting, you know, yeah. stressed hormones. Yeah. So technically, the movie Poltergeist, the title is incorrect. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, to describe what's happening in the movie. See, I always thought Poltergeists were just like really strong, angry ghosts. No. Yeah. It's generally, no. generally. That's Trust me. I didn't generally. want to speak in absolutes, and I almost said it is, but it, I mean, it's hard to say. But right. I want to. I want to. Generally. I, I would like to assume that there's at least one listener out there that shows, why the fuck is he on the show? <laughs> you know, your fucking guess is as good as mine. Dude. That's me. He's the producer. <laughs> I'm that listener. I will say, though, for them to sentence her to keep in mind, once again, this is in fucking, what, 83? Yeah. They sen- sentenced her to a year and a half. Yes. But let her out right away because she's already. She already served it. Credit time served. My fucking mind automatically goes to they fucked up they don't know how to rectify this situation they're like well we have to sentence you you're guilty Eh, but you already did some time so you know what i guess fair is fair that sounds like some trumped up bullshit because it was the 80s that's still very much in like the day and age where you can just be able like you guys unrightfully held me for this time right well had it been here she would have immediately sued, sued and they would have given her so right. much land money. Of the dollar dollar bills y'all. yeah but you know I, I do find it interesting to say that you know she does she's not discounting that she may have been that it was poltergeist activity that is yeah yeah, they kept her in a cage. That is that is that's also insane. Italy in a courtroom in the eighties. Italy, right? what? Oh. Catholics, man. Oh, fair. Catholics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, well, um, back home, back home. So speaking of trials, yes. So you did the devil made me do it. I did demon possession trial and mentioned that there had been two people acquitted of murder on the basis of demonic possession in the UK. Yep. Yep. I found one of them. Oh, yes. Yes. And no, it was not in the 1800s. You crazy, crazy man. Hmm? It was in 1974. Why are you looking at me? What did I do? Because you were like, oh, well, if it was in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, I could see that making sense. Oh, yeah. Someone getting acquitted of demonic possession. You just channeled the Kool Aid, man. My bad. (laughs) You really did. (laughs) But no, it was one of them, the one I found was in 1974. What the fuck? The other one I'm still looking for. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it was the, uh, the case of Michael Taylor. In 74, it's the Osset murder case. So was he the one, the arson or the rapist? Uh, well, let me, let me tell you. Okay, tell me. So real quick, before my story, uh, so 1974, he lived in Osset, West Yorkshire, and he was a butcher, which is never going to end well when somebody's on trial for murder. Uh, so his wife, Christine, I want a hog splitter. I know you do. I really want a hog splitter. I know. There was that one. They're Um, so expensive. They are. Uh, so his wife, Christine, stated to a Christian fellowship group to which she belonged, uh, that his relationship with the lay leader of the group, Marie Robinson, was carnal in nature. 
they were doing it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Michael Taylor admitted that he felt evil within him. And wait, event- what? Wait, what? Uh huh. Yeah. Why? Well, you know, because he's diddling someone else's wife um. behind the back of his own wife. Well. So he said he felt evil inside of him. No, you just and, a dick. Uh, no, that's a great excuse. Well, he eventually attacked <laughs> Robinson verbally during a meeting. Okay. And uh, during the next meeting, blah, 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 received absolution, but he became more and more erratic as the time went on. Uh, the local vicar called in other ministers, experienced in deliverance in preparation to cast out the demons residing within this man. Yeah! So on... Exercise <laughs> the demons! Mm-hmm. So on October 5th or 6th and October 74, uh, they performed the exorcism. And according to Bill Ellis, who's an authority on folklore and the occult, uh, the exorcist believed that they had, and this is a direct quote, in an all-night ceremony, invoked and cast out at least 40 demons, mm. including those of incest, bestiality, blasphemy, and lewdness. At the end, exhausted... <laughs> I love the word lewd. I know, Doc It's Holliday. one of my favorites. Uh, at the end, exhausted, they allowed Taylor to go home, although they felt that at least three demons, insanity, murder, and violence, were still left in him. Great! Those are exactly the ones you want to leave. Yeah. So then, uh, while at home... Michael Taylor brutally murdered his wife, Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he attacked her with his bare hands, tearing out her eyes and tongue, and mm. almost tearing her face off. Mm. Oh, my God. With his hands? Uh-huh. And then he strangled their poodle. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hell. Oh, my yes. God. I don't and then know. He strangled the poodle. Uh, he was I found. Mean, I get it. It's yeah. A what the fuck do you mean you get it? I don't like poodles. <laughs> I wouldn't strangle one. But... I just like how you built up. To I'm just reading it from and Wikipedia. Then... Took out the eyes, cut out the tongue, almost ripped her face off, and then he strangled her. And poodle. then he strangled the poodle. <laughs> I'm just reading it from Wikipedia, y'all. Wow. Uh, but he was found by a policeman, naked in the street, covered in blood. So his trial was in March. As one does. Uh, He was acquitted on the grounds of insanity. (laughs) And he was sent to Broadmoor Hospital for two years. Oh, Broadmoor. Mm -hmm. Where the silent twins were. Yep. Uh, He then spent another two years in a secure ward in Bradford before he was released. Uh, In 2005, he re-entered the news after being found guilty of indecently touching a teenage girl. A week into his prison sentence for the crime, Taylor... Uh, who, in the years since the trial, had attempted suicide on four separate occasions, began exhibiting the, st- the sort of strange behavior that had preceded his wife's murder in 1974. When brought back to court, uh, they once again ordered him into psychiatric treatment. But during his trial, did they say it was because he was possessed by a demon? It doesn't say. Okay. But that's the one that came up when I looked for it. And that was... That's a great story. Either way. I mean, fuck that poodle. No shit. Damn. They just look like dicks. That's why I don't like them. Here, little poodles, they're they're cute. They're fine. But Mm -mm. the big standard poodles, they just look like assholes. And I've got a client that has them and and I'm sure they're lovely and, and... See... They just look like dicks. I, I've never liked poodles simply because... Do you know how, like, owners look like their dogs sometimes? 
and how some <laughs> owners have like the personality of their dogs or vice versa. Um, I think it'd be weird if an owner wanted to hump my leg. Um, but 100% like a poodle, I, their that... owners usually are dicks in my eyes. No, my client's great. I love her. She's wonderful. And her dogs sound awesome. I just, anytime I see someone walking a standard poodle, I just look at that dog and I'm like, you're just, you're a dick. I look always at you. imagine like, you're a dick. You like look a like a dick. Dicky, a dicky person like walking through downtown Manhattan yeah. on their cell phone. Like, yes. puffing their cigarette that's on, like, an unnormally long, unnormally long fucking stick. One of those fucking long Coella de Ville sticks. Whatever the fuck. Just I don't butchering know. words. Just terrible, it's fine. terrible person. And just blowing it in your face. That's what I imagine, like, yeah, every no, poodle owner. That's a poodle. I, I get it. <laughs> I just don't like touching them because touching things with curly hair like that, like sheep, I don't know, it just freaks me out. I don't really? like it. No. Yeah. Oh, sheep are adorable. I don't want to touch him, though. But I love that we laughed uncontrollably at the poodle strangling. We are terrible people. Monsters. Terrible, terrible. Oh, yeah, fist bump. (laughs) Yes, bitch. (laughs) All right, what you got for me? Us. I do. That wasn't wasn't my story, by the way. This story I found, again, on one of those crazy lists. We've got all kinds of side stories today. I do. Um, You guys are just being flooded with information today. I hope. Take notes. Learn. Let us soak it in. Become a sponge. Let me be your teacher. Soak it in. Suck it in. Soak it in. What? It's getting okay. weird. <laughs> Stories. <laughs> it was a long, long weekend. Yeah, that too. It made my head go to the commercial jingle place that it goes to. It was just the Glade plug-ins. It was like, plug it in, plug it in. Which has nothing to do with anything, but... Yeah, we had a long weekend, so we record a lot of these and have backlogs. And mm-hmm. I know we mentioned OGC a long-ass time ago, but we actually just went and um, we just got home, so it was a very long weekend. All right, please Twas. do go on. So, delirium. Delirium mm-hmm. is set in. Mm-hmm. I'm so hot. Open, turn on the fan. It is hot in oh, here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or just open the door, maybe. Oh, the children. Okay. I'll, I'll get fan is good. Fan. Just, I also think I'm getting sick. Okay. Hey. Or it, hot flashes. It could be menopause. It could be. I would suck for you. Uh, why me? Because then it's menopause. I wouldn't have babies. Oh, that's right. No, we got to get you knocked up by a Scotsman first. <laughs> Real quick, from like every Final Destination movie I've is ever seen, is this fan going to fly off and kill yeah, us? Yeah, like I just, it just starts <laughs> rocking a little bit, and then it just comes down and Danielle's I mean, decapitated. You don't have to put it on rocket ship power. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. I don't know that. Is there a way to do that? Yeah. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Did you just turn it off though? No, it no, should, it's on it low. On I think. Low. Okay, look at us trying to work power. a ceiling fan. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> it's okay, fine. Z has a story. Z has a story again. I found this on one of those crazy lists. Yes. It's like, hey, here's 15 stories about things that are gross and weird. I like gross and weird. I love that. Please do go on. And this one caught my eye. This is the story of the coast fiend. What? I have never even heard of such a thing. This time the list was right because I had neither. So. The coast fiend. mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Throughout the 1930s, long before serial killer was a term term mm-hmm. uh, the police and the press believed that such a murderer was on the loose in the san diego area dun, dun, dun. slaying at will and leaving brutalized women in his wake oh no it was the 30s mm-hmm. oh shame <laughs> oh this again <laughs> stick him up bang. oh you're both terrible <laughs> at least six particularly savage murders occurred between 1931 and 1938 until the spree ended as suddenly as it began hmm. so San Diego. 
No doubt the city was plagued with a series of unsolved random crimes of violence against women. Uh, whether or not they were acts of a single person is questionable. Okay. No one was ever convicted of the murders. Uh, and they there weren't any plausible claims of responsibility either. A uh, few hmm. clues were left behind, and the victims appeared to have been chosen by chance. Okay, give me the clues. I'm going to solve this bitch. It's on it. Uh, although they were mostly young, the killer was not particular. The oldest was 67 and the youngest 10. Hmm. And aside from their sex, the women had little in common. Three of the victims were strangled, one was stabbed, another had her throat cut, and one was beaten to death. Huh. Uh-huh. Despite the variance in the modus operandi, police uh-huh. considered the killings to be the work of one person. Uh, the killings apparently... St- we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. The killings apparently started when 10-year-old Virginia Brooks was kidnapped while on her way to school in February of 1931. Her dismembered body was found almost a month later on a lonely mesa on the Camp Kearney Military Reservation, 15 Mm. miles north of San Diego, by a shepherd and his border collie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Police had turned up few clues during their month-long hunt for the little girl, and the discovery of her body yielded few others. She had apparently been murdered by strangulation within a day of being kidnapped, um, according to the condition of her body. Uh, The shepherd, George Moses, walked the mesa daily while tending his flock... And he told authorities that the burlap sack containing the girl's remains had not been at the site the day before, meaning the killer had not only strangled the girl, he kept her body with him until dismembering it with an axe and disposing of it, along with blood-soaked four-year-old newspapers on March 9th. Uh, The only other clues present at the crime scene were automobile tracks, so like tire tracks, that formed a circle around Virginia's body and her school books, which were contained in another sack next to her body. Uh, the circle. Mm-hmm. The tread marks were never linked to any vehicle, and the books had no unusual fingerprints on it. Uh, there was also um, indication that she had put up a fight before she was killed because they found human hairs in her fingers that weren't her own. Hmm. Um, and then I mean, April, they didn't have you know, DNA, so they did not at the time. I've got my Carrie Matheson hat on. I want to solve this. <laughs> uh, uh, April nineteenth, nineteen thirty-one. The nearly nude body of 17-year-old Louise Tuber was discovered hanging from a tree what? in a San Diego lover's lane near Black Mountain. Uh, Louise was known as a modern young woman. Oh, I know what that means. Mm-hmm. Quotes. Mm-hmm. Which in she newspaper... very modern. Yeah. In uh, newspaper language of the 30s could mean almost anything, but... Probably I she think was. She's a little loosey goosey. A little, you know. Promiscuous. Yes. Right. Uh, her father. Her, her father. Father. <laughs> her father. Her father. He was a widower. Uh, just insisted that she was modern, but not amoral. Okay. So you know. Good maybe on her. maybe she wore trousers mm. instead of skirts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, hey, "Right, you get what you need, girl. You get some. You do you. Yeah, have sex. Well, do it. Wear trousers. Who do cares? Nineteen thirty. Be damned. Yep. Uh, yeah. Shame. Oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, he said. Her father said, "I wanted Louise to be modern. I never questioned her goodness or her judgment. I trusted my girl to the utmost limit. Okay. Uh, she him. had been strangled before the killer stripped her of everything except for her pantyhose and black pumps." Tied a double half-hitch knot around her neck 
and hoisted her up in a semi-seated position so that her legs were stretched out in front of her and her buttocks were only a few inches off of an army surplus blanket, possibly from Camp Kearney. Um, so the blanket covered knot, the ground. Though, I, mm-hmm. I want, I'm making a mental note of that knot, and I've already forgotten the name of it. Double half hitch knot. So I want to know, does anyone out there know what that is generally used for? Is that a standard knot? Is it a specific knot? I think that's a clue. Mm-hmm. What is it called again? Double, Double half, half hitch, hitch knot. Uh, so her clothes were piled neatly beside her body, mm-hmm. and leading police to wonder if the scene had not been as a consensual, uh, not started. They're like, oh, maybe this was a consensual thing. Well, it's Lover's Lane. Yeah. Uh, so the rope around her neck had been thrown over an oak tree, uh, which limb was in, uh, its limb was 15 feet in the air and then tied to a nearby bush. Uh, as with Virginia's murder, there were very few clues that were useful, uh, but medical examiners did find skin scrapings under her fingernails, which again, so she it's the too. 30s. Yeah. It's not, they can find it, but there's nothing they can really do with it. Um, her last communication with her family was an argument resulting in her sending a note that she was running away that was delivered several hours after her dead body was found. Which is very sad. Mm. Um, and after that, more killings quickly followed. April 23rd, Dolly Bibbins's body. Dolly Bibbins. Dolly Bibbins. Her body. Bibbins. Yes. Was discovered in her flat, clad in blue pajamas, a towel tied around her neck. Mm-hmm. There was evidence of a death struggle that was so violent, uh, police at first weren't sure if she had been strangled or had her throat cut. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that all these women fought. Yep. Even the, the youngest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turned out the killer had actually slashed her throat. Uh, huge bruises remained on her body, testifying to the severity of the fight. Right. Injuries on one hand showed that a ring had been viciously torn from her finger, but robbery was not the motive for her murder. Other jewelry was left untouched, although it was in plain sight. I wonder, huh. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Why just that ring? Right. Um, I don't, they didn't steal it. They just yanked yanked it it off. Yeah. Maybe it came off in the struggle. Yeah. Um, 10 days after her slaying 22 year old Hazel Bradshaw, who was a telephone operator, um, and the sole support for her parents and seven siblings was found dead in Balboa park. She'd been stabbed nine times. Jesus. Uh, at the time police were able to link one of her coworkers to the crime. His name was Moss Garrison. Um, he told the investigation and the police officers that he'd been out with Hazel before she was killed. Um, in his apartment, police found a necklace with blood on it. Mm-hmm. Another friend of Hazel's told authorities that Garrison had threatened Hazel, and Garrison could not provide an alibi for the time that police believed she was murdered. So, um, well, he stood trial for her murder, but with such flimsy evidence, he was acquitted. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, things quieted down for a few years until August 18th, 1934, when 16-year-old Celia Coda was found dead in her backyard. Mm-hmm. Shortly before dinner, she'd asked her mother if she could go for a walk and invited her younger sister to come with her. Uh, her sister declined, and the Coda family never saw Celia alive again. Um, when she was found near her home, the Mexican-American teen had been raped, mutilated, and strangled. Damn. Wow. Oddly... They found clutched in her hand was a tuft of gray rabbit fur. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Like they don't. 
no idea. It was just a tough to gray rabbit fur. Once again, where are they getting that? This is one person. Like I, right? that's what I. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. They are all so drastically yeah. different. But I know. Maybe that's what he wants you to think. And that that could be it too. But I mean, there's got to be a reason because you said the police thought it was the work of one person. Mm-hmm. There has to be something or she. that makes them think that. But it's also 1930s, and mm-hmm. yeah, she. I uh, I just want to let everybody know out there that this could potentially be a she. Could I'm progressive be. thinking. Sure. Uh, you know, equal opportunity. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so the next killing is uh, linked to a killer now known nationwide as the Coast Fiend. It was the rape and murder of Ruth Muir, who was 48 and a social worker in La Jolla. Uh, she was assaulted and murdered as she sat beneath a full moon on the beach, the police said. Hmm. The slayer wow. crept up on the soft sod, struck her, and dragged her from the beach into a ravine. And that was a quote from uh, the La Jolla police captain, Harry Kelly. She was bludgeoned with a slab of concrete. Oh, God. And in her hand, they found several gray hairs. Of her hairs? Gray Gray hairs. Gray hairs. In March of 1938, the San Diego police uh, had another apparently motiveless slaying of a woman. Uh, Florilla Krolik, who was 67, was found beaten to death with a piano stool. Oh, God. In her home at Sunset Beach. She was clad only in her underwear and stockings, and the house was in disarray. Uh, Flora had not been sexually assaulted, nor had anything of value been stolen. Uh, with the death of Florilla Krolik, the Coast Fiend slangs apparently ended, although no one knows why, or even if they were connected by anything other than the speculation of reporters. Hmm. Interesting. So they have no idea to this day who was responsible for any of them, whether it was one person, multiple people. There is really nothing to connect them aside from people saying it was connected yeah they don't I'm not know. seeing i mean anything remote only two of them were sexually assaulted yeah um the I'm... most dramatic was the one uh the modern girl what was her name louise louise mm-hmm. yes. i mean out of all of them some are more brutal than others but that is the most staged dramatic i mean the tree the tree the hanging like that that was so deliberate and just it's staged I would be very curious to see, like, the locations mm-hmm. versus, yeah. for a timeline. Because that's methodical. Yeah. You don't just, you know, rape and kill someone. That's and, a statement. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that was, there was more to that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know, I've never been in the The rest mind of them of were just, you know. Dead. Right. Unfortunate. Yeah. You know, raped, beaten, throat slit, you know, just kind of your standard mo this this was definitely more staged so i will say just so i maybe a few of our listeners out there already know um but i did look up a single half hitch knot mm-hmm. um that's actually just like one of your general purpose it's knots. just a regular yeah, knot it's like you go over you go around and you go through the loop it's just your regular knot and a, that's a it's single. a regular noose that's yeah a single and then a devil is literally just doubling up on it so kind of like a Which double knot how you tie a noose and so it's not like there's any kind of like you know, uh, military or, background yeah, or boating something like that. Or boating, or, right. yeah. They did, however, say um, it can be used to tie off ropes to trees um, or boat any object. Those are the general purposes for it. Okay. So, so a hunter or a boater possibly, possibly yeah. would know those kinds of knots. I wouldn't so much go as far and say like a hunter because I believe that they would use actually different kinds of knots to trap their prey. Probably. 
Um, but it, I mean, the, but once again, it's a general purpose knot. Yeah, the yeah. way he just showed me on his shoelace <laughs> was—I mean, it's—it looks like your standard noose. Yeah, it's how you kinda. tie a noose. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah. So, so huh? I interesting. Mean, um, I will say that because you said one of the uh, victims had—they uh, were found with rabbit fur. That's interesting. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. But also, like, the next victim or the second to next victim after that. The gray hair. You said that there were gray hairs mm-hmm. in her hand, and I imagined, like, hairs as the rabbit. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. And I giggled. Um, yeah, the rabbit fur. That was weird. That the was way it was clenched one. in yeah. her hand. Like, maybe the person was wearing a fur coat. Maybe it, maybe it was a woman. Maybe. Hard to no, say. No, she was sexually assaulted, though. So? And? Women, women well, but that? I mean, I'm saying if there was evidence of semen then it wasn't a they woman they didn't say said it was sexually assaulted so Sodomy. Oh. <laughs> but and and you're right no i mean I, I've, I've been listening to root of evil women are perfectly capable of sexually assaulting people amen um, i need to catch up on that oh uh, yeah i've only got one episode left Ooh. yeah is it done or is it just yeah, yeah. oh no yeah. it's only it's only eight episodes okay um, but yeah, Tamar, Tamar was not okay. Oh, no. Um, no. in case any of you haven't heard us talk about this before, it's Root of Evil. It's a podcast about the Hodel family and, uh, the involvement with the Black Dahlia and, and just how unfortunately, how unfortunate one family's dynamic can absolutely be. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really great podcast and you should absolutely listen to it. If you have any interest in the Black Dahlia murder, you will definitely find this fascinating. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Disturbing. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the Coastal Fiend. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah I, I, it's, I was I'm listening solved. so very intently. I'm like trying to find. Right. Trying to, I, I, I know. I've, I've got my Carrie Matheson hat on and I'm ready to, you know, connect clues with red yarn on a map and yeah but get i mean with it but i just i couldn't how i mean it was the 30s in san diego so i'm sure there are plenty of unsolved crimes going on Absolutely. at the time but probably just like hey this is weird yeah all these random ladies getting murdered yeah yeah it's probably the same person yeah <laughs> i just i'm just i would just be curious to know what it was that would make them think yes they're connected well that's the thing is i mean that is like in the golden age of i have a hunch yeah yeah, yeah. gum shoes yeah stick them on listen here see yes oh, so lord yes too I'm, I'm not just i'm not gonna say anytime something happens in the 30s i'm never saying it again when oh there was a murder that happened when a time ago <laughs> it was a while back <laughs> It's going to go for 40s, too. It's my 30s, 40s detective voice. Noted. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to avoid anything from the 1930s or 40s. You can't put this shit past me. I'll figure it out. I know. Well, the thing is, like, I don't know. Then you just get into, like, any, like, in the 50s and 60s, you just get into Greece territory. Yeah. No, what? Uh, Stop it. I'm Immediately. Sorry. Don't proceed. I'm sorry. Are we talking about the... Wait, what? No. Uh, that, no, 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 no. That's not accurate timeline-wise. In my mind, that's when it happens. 50s and 60s. I have no idea what he's talking about. When does Grease take place? Are we talking about the movie Grease? The fucking movie, yes. Yeah, it's the 50s. 50s. Okay, yeah, then I was fucking right. (laughs) The 
fuck are you talking about? Nobody questioned you on I'm that. I'm not in the fucking wrong. Nobody questioned I'm you. I'm really defensive right now. You shouldn't be because neither of us questioned you <laughs> until you, you made very, yourself very confusing. I believe the word might be inquisitive, but I could be wrong. We just wrong. wanted to know where you were going with that. Oh, no, because like after we get out of the 30s and 50s and I just start talking like a Grease greaser. Grease is the word that you had. Na, na, na. I hate that movie. Grease? I'm not sorry. We did the musical in high school. It was a thing. It just made me hate it. Oh. But also, Grease 2 is far superior. Anyhow. You can't tell me I'm wrong. I can't. it's not. I can't. I, I love them both equally, to be honest with you. Nope. Grease 2. Forever and ever. And anybody mm. that disagrees can come at me. No? I will sing every song from that soundtrack in your face until you just give up and go away. <laughs> Fair. So good, though. I do love Grease, too. I love musicals in general. Mm. Yeah. Buffy the Musical is one of my favorite things Mm. ever. Mm -hmm. Yes, agreed. Don't you make that face. Nobody asked you. No. I'm just, I have the unpopular opinion. I I hate musicals. You are an unpopular opinion. Dude. You are an unpopular opinion. Which is weird, because, like, I I love music. I love videos. I love music videos. Make a musical? Fucking hate it. It's because you're a guy that's okay. (sighs) I got lots of friends that like like guy friends that like musicals. that like musicals. Yeah. You're just not one of them that are also straight. I don't know if that's a thing, but I feel like I need to put that out there. It's Portland. Yeah, fair. I, don't know where I'm I going like with musicals. That. My favorite musical of all time is Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, that's a good one. I was tricked into watching tw- uh, Sweet Tweeny Swad. My God, Sweeney, Sweeney Todd? Todd. Yes, yeah. Tweeny Swad. No, is a that's a whole fun one movie. though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that one. Mm. I love musicals. Yeah. Anyway, so. Mm. Weird, thing. weird rabbit hole tangent there about musicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that happens a lot, though. Yeah, you know rabbit holes. All right, well, that's going to be it for this week, friends. Yeah, I think so. Um, ooh, what? Um, rate, review, subscribe yes. as usual. But also, if you have anything uh, that we've said in the past that just makes you giggle uncontrollably in a grocery store or in a car or anything like that let us know tell us uh what we say that makes you laugh really hard because we have ideas yeah yeah and uh if there's a story out there that you know that we haven't covered that you would like us to shoot us an email at ghosts and hose at gmail.com i did it i did and that's ghosts is there hyphen in there nope no the email no and hose Please know how to spell it. It's H E A U X S, not H A U S. I do oh, work on boy. this show, and I still have to go like look up how to spell yeah. it every once in a while. It's, we just made it complicated, so you have to try harder. That's all. I, I'm, yep. gonna, I'm gonna straight up ask because I don't know, and maybe some of our our fans don't know, but they're too scared to write in and ask. What does that mean? Hose, hoax, hose. It's ho. Hose. It's still like ho. It's a ho. What does that mean? Ho. Does it mean something? Like a ho. is that like a paranormal thing? No, like a, like a garden hoe. I thought that was H-O-E. No, like a ho-ho. What the fuck is a ho? Oh. Nicholas. What is a ho? Nicholas. Is that a ghost thing? No. What is it? I know of garden hoes and promiscuous women. That's it. There you go. But I thought they were both H-U or H-H-Q. H-O-E. It's a stylized we spelling. We made our it's own French. spelling because it's fancy as fuck like us. It's French. Oh. It's French. And we love New Orleans. Okay. Lots of French. Did you get did you French Our Creole? name comes from Boats and Hoes. I know that. Brought to you by <laughs> did you guys... Prestige Worldwide. <laughs> did you... Okay, so you guys made up a word. We didn't make it we up. We didn't make it up. We just spelt it in a different way. Yeah. 
do other people spell it like that? They we can, do. and yes, I've seen it done before. Okay, okay, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm, I was curious. I didn't know it's where like, it came. It's from. like in in Creole cooking. There's you have a roux. Mm-hmm. It's spelled R O U X. Mm-hmm. We just spelled ho H E A U X. Yeah, well, it's like uh, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, there. Let's go. G E A U X. Right. It's a New go Orleans Saints. thing. G E A U X Saints and go. G-E-A-U-X. Because mm-hmm. that's how you See, I didn't it. know any of this. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. And E-A-U-X. You're going to need to no. know basis. I, apparently. Yeah. You're producer Nick. You know how hard it is to Google hose at 3 a.m.? It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> that could be perceived so many ways. Now, if you're in Vegas, it's real easy. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just right to yeah, the room. Boom, yeah, done. lots of cards. <laughs> Google hose at 3 a.m. and they come knocking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, no, yeah, we, we, we are, it's... New Orleans is our happy place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Boats and hoes, ghosts and hoes, it's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do not take offense <laughs> at that word. Nah. So, let the good times roll. Also, I may or may not really actually seriously be teaching myself uh, Creole. Good. Mm-hmm. Teaching yourself what? Well, you're supposed to be doing it with me. Well, I know, but you have to download the thing. I'll do it before you leave. I knew what you said, though. Yeah, well, that, I just translated that. You did. That was impressive. Thank you. What the hell did you speak? That was... Was that French? It was French, yeah. yeah. Oh, was okay, French. gotcha. It just, it's well, because you said the Creole. But yes, Creole. What's Creole? French, Haitian. Oh. Creole. It's Creole language. is the origin, the language of the settlers in the New Orleans area. Cajuns? Yes. Okay. That's what they speak. French and hillbilly. That's a terrible Creole. smell. Oh, you're no, no. But yes, I remember when I worked at a call center overnight. This was a very long time ago now. Um, people would call in because I would connect businesses with foreign language interpreters over the phone. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of French Creole interpreters and Haitian Creole interpreters. And by a lot, I mean there were like five, and <laughs> which is actually quite a few because it's not commonly that commonly spoken in most places and so um there was one interpreter i loved her she was just the best and she was on both french and haitian creole because you would have to go to a different tab to find the interpreters Mm -hmm. and so i called her one night i'm like i'm so sorry to call you so late but is it okay she's like that's fine i'm like okay they want a french creole interpreter and she's like "Ugh, they're the same thing (laughs) she's like the only difference really is just like slang so it's i'll know what they're saying so okay awesome (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah she was she was great but yeah so teaching that um yeah well yeah there we go yes Uh, she keeps throwing things i'm sorry i keep forgetting i think i'm sick and so my brain isn't braining um yeah there it goes again Mm. Mm. Uh, last so last episode i did the um i have no idea hopkinsville goblins yes and talked about hellier so i was looking at our stats recently and this at the time of this recording that episode has not been put out yet okay yes so i was looking at our stats and seeing which cities and all that stuff oh we've got listeners in hopkinsville kentucky do we really yes mm-hmm. that episode hasn't come out yet no oh, it, wow. hasn't, it hasn't aired yet oh yeah. damn and so i took a screenshot of it and i tweeted it to um the new kirks and carl and connor 
And I was like, that's a trip. Because I mean, I I, I know still... I've mentioned this before, but we record multiple recordings a week, so we always have a backlog in case someone gets sick or we go out of town, and mm-hmm. we're never scrambling to release a recording to all of you lovely people on Wednesdays. But that is totally bizarre that that episode yeah. has not aired yet, and it won't for another two weeks from right. today i think so yeah two or three and so connor which is funny by the time they hear this episode they've already heard it yeah yeah right we just we're just, it just moving it through literally time just happened y'all. yesterday yeah. um so connor responded yeah. who is also part of the yeah, hell we documentary the ghost conference and she's like um i was like i don't like it look at this and i said oh shit <laughs> and so connor responded to it he said maybe they're doing some backing research too Pay attention to them, and they'll pay attention to you. Proves true time and time again. Uncomfortable. And I said, oh, well then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tweeted a gif of Blanche from the Golden Girls that just says, nervous laughter. <laughs> like, mm. And, oh, another one. While we're speaking about Haitian Creole that I'm teaching myself. Um, so, again, with Feeling these guys... Out. She's, she's leaving me out. I'm sorry. Well, you haven't started yet. I told you to download the thing. I'll download it for you before you leave, and we can start it today. Yes. So, Greg Newkirk tweeted a picture of a new artifact um, for the Pair Museum that he and his wife run. Right, right. Uh, showed up, and they are having trouble deciphering the text on it. It's most likely French or Creole, potentially a warning against filmmakers, but we can't reach a consensus. So we tweeted a picture of it. Let me see it. So what is this artifact, though? I don't know. So Pazfil Negrere. But some of the letters look newer. Yeah. That's that's bothering me. Yeah. And he's like, to add to this, I promise you we've run French through Google Translate still stumped. Um, So Google's Haitian, rough Haitian Creole translation of what they think it says, uh, do not feel filmed anymore. But I think there's an N and not an N in there, which was different. Right. And um, I would need to know more about that artifact itself because the fact that the words that are carved into it look real fresh. Mm-hmm. So someone responded, it's Creole per my Parisian French teacher, possibly a negation, but none of us can tell what it says. Um, so it is Creole. And it is from Haiti. Um. I mean, it could say, eat dinner here at five, like, <laughs> welcome yeah. to my restaurant. I mean, it could say. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, but I, there's no update on it yet. It's a, so here we go. He says, there are what look like a few intentional markings, but we can't make them out. It's a three foot tall drum, apparently, or appears decently old, carved from a single piece of wood, looks like calfskin membrane, blood on it, bound with old rope. But the etchings look newer mm-hmm. yeah and that's what he said that he was is like suspect to me two sets of letters old and faded words with new ones etched on top um that's this one was you guys are, are it's are these, insane are on our twitter they're on mine yes yeah because we are currently discussing these photos that you guys can't fucking see yep. so go they're to the on twatter. My twitter go, go go to her twatter go to my twatter good night goldie like everywhere else and uh, you can see what we're mm-hmm. talking about. And so I was just like, okay, well, that's fuck. That's just it was a very long roundabout way of saying that's fucking weird. And now I'm being haunted by goblins from Kentucky. <laughs> well, 
I mean, but what does that drum have to do with any of the the Kentucky shit? That's just it's a, just that, it's, that's it's because just it's the same people. Yes, and it was just, just weird. They because have a haunted museum, so they have they've taken these artifacts, and it's just weird because I've recently started teaching myself Haitian Creole, and then they find this thing, right? And right, right, that right. If you right, watch right. Hellier, they talk about synchronicities a whole lot, and I'm like, okay, well, what the shit is this supposed to mean in my life? Get out of here, goblins! No, thank I you, don't goblins. Like it. But I look at my. I kind of. I, I end up picking up my phone every day at eleven eleven. I do mm. mine at four forty four. I'm eleven eleven. Mine's always one two three four. Yep. Every time, like I just like look over and just. Yep. I'll pick up my phone and I'll turn it. Yep. Eleven eleven. Mm, it's yeah. it's all the time. Four forty four. Morning and night. Yep. Same. So there's that. Out of curiosity, <clears throat> do, and like as far as goblin lore or mm-hmm. you know mythology or whatever mm-hmm. do they have any like superpowers or are they just like creepy little dudes i don't really know i don't think they do i think that they're probably just it depends more minions of of other things okay. and again that's for another time right and it Good. also probably just depends on what part of the world you're looking into. right yeah well like if i bought a like a cabin in kentucky and you know i walk outside and there's fucking you know dozen two dozen goblins outside yeah i think i don't want to get rid of them if i just want to catch one (laughs) correct me guys um but i i think that they are they are though they're the minions of something else again they they are the depends uh, the precursor of something bigger and uglier to come and again they're kind of like the scavengers this yeah the scavengers the the worker ants of of the queen or the king or the bigger big bad that and is again, out there that is for another time so i'll have to dive into this yeah as they serve their one true lord and master yeah no don't uh... bless <laughs> <laughs> it yeah so because uh yeah we've we've seen some some odd things so again but that is that is another episode We'll talk about that on on hoedown. On the hoedown, we'll give yeah. you the lowdown. We'll give you the lowdown on little gremliny things on the hoedown because mm. we seen them. You seen gremlins? Goblins? I wouldn't call them that. They I wouldn't not. Were they? But uh, hers are different than mine. Yes, little the things, people that were just again. Like it's for another time. And I'm so no. confused. I don't uh, want to wait a week. Too bad. You have to be so. You have to wait for the the hoedown. Maybe we'll cover that on the. Like, next I don't hoedown, like but... it as much as our listeners right now because I actually have to wait a week as well. This is bullshit. <laughs> Some of you guys might be catching up on episodes, and guess what? You're just all like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna listen to the next episode now." I have to wait a legitimate seven days. <laughs> Because they're not going to fucking tell They're not going to be all like, by the way, here's the deets. No, I, mean, I go into this shit raw. Maybe. Maybe we will. Mm. Maybe we will. Anyway, so mm. tangents. Mm. Um, yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Send us your stories. We'll read them on the hoedown. Yep. Um, Send us any suggestions if there's anything you want us to cover. Yep. That um, we haven't yet. Yep, yep. yep. Um, I've actually, I finished a story today that was a listener suggestion. Ooh. So, yeah. We're gonna um, have, was it did someone tell you in person no oh, okay then good no it was someone that we've actually never met we don't actually know this person it was it's it's a listener that sent us a message oh was it the one on the instagram mm-hmm. i like that one i did it okay um so yeah rate review subscribe send us your stories um thank you everyone who has yeah. rated reviewed subscribed thank you for all your kind words and feedback we really truly are thankful and appreciate it um mm-hmm. yeah 
follow, share, do the shit. Do the, what do you, are you going to say something? Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's just my face, first of all. Second of all, I was just going to plug your degrees real quick. Plug them. I'm dying. I was just going to say, hey, what is it? Because we need review. Uh, was it reviews? We're about almost half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, reviews. Yeah. So we got about 25 or so right now. Yeah. We need 50. At 50 reviews, both of these women get PhDs. Woo-hoo. Oh, I, I want to be re- learned. I want to be learned. Yes. I just realized we have the number of reviews requested now to do the Warren episode. Oh, shit, we do. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So, All right. next... Either next hoedown or probably next regular episode, probably, because okay. it's going to be a minute. I was about to say, can <laughs> yeah. you guys yeah. just make no. a full episode out of... Yeah, that was the plan. Well, because the Warrens, uh, they come up in, like, every other topic Yeah, now. that was the yeah. plan. Yeah. So we so are just going to do one episode dedicated to that. Yeah. Yeah. So coming soon. That yeah. is a thing that we'll do. Oh, shit, dig it out. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> there we have it for today. I don't know what the fuck Nick's talking about over there. I he never got do. real country for a second. I so. never know what um, he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for this week, y'all. Hexes and hoes. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Mwah. Bye. Bye.